lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show This episode of Liberty Lockdown is brought to you by Boys Town with Aaron from Timeline Earth Productions. That's Boys Town with a Z, mind you. These words are not from me, so I, I take zero responsibility. But as a capitalist, I will read them with gusto. Aaron is an ANCAP with Marxist-Leninist inclinations. How, you ask, does this unique perspective naturally occur? Because he is a massive faggot. Specifically the kind of faggot that served in the Navy. And is from the worst state in the Union, Massachusetts. Aaron explores the concept of a diagonal unity between the bottom right and the top left of the political spectrum with the explicit goal of moving the sheep out of the center and further towards radicalization. He does a great job at that, I might add. Don't mind the Fed post. Now is not the time. Anyway, this ad is spite-funded by an angry ginger from Detroit, Michigan, and I wrote a poem for Aaron about some of the myths and philosophers he discusses. The remainder of this comes in the form of a tower, so I have no idea what they're hinting at, but you be the judge. N is for Nietzsche. I is for Icarus. G is for Goebbels. G is for Gorbachev. E is for Angles. R is for Rothbard. Fuck you, Aaron. P.S. Go listen to Slurp Gang Podcast, as well as Boys Town with a Z, and the rest of the Timeline Earth Productions. Now, if you will excuse me, I'm going to go bump some lines of cocaine laced with fentanyl and listen to some Liberty Lockdown. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I have another special guest with me today. He is the innovator and the, uh, I guess you would say, activist, probably. Jeremy Kaufman, welcome aboard. I, I am happy to be here. Activist is one of those words that that gets my, my hackles up, but I will admit <laughs> li- I, I'm an entrepreneur who likes to uh, align my profit-seeking with, with the ability to do things that I think are, are genuinely good. Uh, so, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll take it. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I, I use the label in the best term possible. Uh, not, not to degrade what you're doing at all. I think it's, it's remarkable. Um, so for those that don't know who you are, could you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Uh, I'm the CEO of LBRY library, uh, as well as Odyssey, uh, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. Uh, the, Easiest introduction, but not the most significant one, is that uh, Odyssey is just a great place to watch videos. Uh, it's used by more than 20 million people a month. You'll find all kinds of creators on there that you like. Um, some of those creators, you, you may, hey, where did that guy go? Um, a, a lot of people say it's like YouTube was five or 10 years ago. Uh, you're on there. Uh, people can, can, can follow your channel on there. And uh, it's just, you know, sort of like you can think of it as a YouTube with better, uh, with better policy. Um, it's all built on top of, uh, uh what I think is a, a pretty cool technology called library, uh, which is, uh, an open source decentralized protocol that does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. So you can have an identity that you truly own. It's a network without that one point of control. Uh, Odyssey is one of the most popular applications that's sort of built on top of it. And if this is starting to not make sense, I want to really stress odyssey.com works really easily. You know, you don't have to understand all the blockchain uh, tech stuff behind it. No, it's it's an amazing product. Honestly, I, I've recently got involved. Um, I am now mirroring my entire YouTube channel over on Odyssey. So uh, if you are interested in me being able to continue to tell the truth, I would highly recommend you get involved with Odyssey and you subscribe to me over there because YouTube, I'm probably not long for this earth. Uh, whereas I have all the confidence in the world that I will not get banned off of Odyssey. So uh, I wanted to to get to the bottom of you know what what it's all about because I, I understand it's decentralized. What is the what is the principle that separates you from the YouTubes of the world? Uh, so in the case of Odyssey, it's it's the library protocol and the fact that it's built on top of, of library. Odyssey.com, uh, and I think it has better policies than YouTube. It still has uh, 
content policies. It's not allowing, it's not some sort of anything goes kind of, of place. There's going to be things that aren't uh, allowed, um, but it, it's built on top of the library network. When you're using Odyssey, you're building up a cryptocurrency wallet that you can download, take into decentralized or other applications like the library desktop application. And the way that the library network works as a whole, it's, it's entirely, um, decentralized and it's peer to peer. So you're, you're following your identity, everything that you've published, you can have local ownership of that the same way that you can have local ownership of your Bitcoin, you know, um, or, or your cryptocurrency. Now you don't have to use it that way. A lot of people choose to use it with their cryptocurrency. They like using Coinbase. They like using other services rather than doing it all themselves. And that's where things like Odyssey come in by far the easiest way to use it. Users who are more like power user oriented uh, care, care more about um, having that like total control. They tend to use things like library desktop or other apps that give them um, completely local control where you, you're not relying on my company to publish, you know, to do all of the things that you do, uh, you know, on YouTube. Okay. And just out of curiosity, because this is obviously very important and this is the reason that I'm interested in, in, in having Odyssey host my show is I'm, I'm most interested in being able to speak my mind freely and to not run afoul of some arbitrary dictates that shift with the wind of politics and, and what is commonly accepted speech at the time. What, what are your guidelines? And I guess, why are there guidelines? Why, <laughs> why, why is it that, that you guys are taking a similar um, stance in that you're going to have some bannable content? Well, I would say it's it's similar in the sense that guidelines exist. I wouldn't say it's similar in the sense that the the guidelines are like super close. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the answer is that there's first that there's content that the vast majority of people don't want to see and don't want to be associated with. You know, people don't want to be seeing you know a a a, a graphic an extremely graphic video, you know, showing up or an extremely pornographic video showing up, you know, in the mix of their feeds and in things uh, like this. Sure. Um, our intent is uh, with Odyssey is also to be able to give creators uh, options to monetize via advertising. Mm. Um, and uh, while we are, uh, you know, working with an advertising vendor that we again think is going to be more inclusive, it's it, it simply, you know, can't be anything goes. And so we think, in terms of the commercial success of, of the product, also in terms of things that like we're ethically comfortable with building, the answer is not like literally anything goes. Um, if people want to use a library, uh, the library network in a way that is beyond what Odyssey allows them to do, like I'm not against pornography existing, we're just choosing to not have Odyssey facilitate that, sure. that you, you, know, you can use other software applications that might you know, allow you to find or, or do the things that you're looking for. Right. Well, it, I guess I just want to make sure that if say, say I'm just talking about things that are politically unpopular at the time and I'm, I'm not monetized on your site. Like I, you guys aren't running ads on me. Is it still, are you still going to be policing speech? Not, not in terms of you know, graphic content and, and things like that. Yeah, we're, we're not intending to uh, uh, police uh, opinions. Your content is not something that would be at risk of, of violating the guidelines. Uh, you know, we're committed. We think that it's a mistake of these companies to be, I mean, they've clearly become political. Yes. I, I think that the evidence of that is like pretty indisputable. And so we think it's a mistake to be allowing political whims to dictate what, what content um, is allowed. So we plan on being pretty resolute in allowing all kinds of, of political opinions. Great. I mean, because as you can understand, if we're fleeing someplace or not for being, you know, political dissidents and we end up somewhere else that then also says, oh, well, now our advertisers don't want this. You got to go yeah. too. It's like, well, but, well but that's, I'm not going to put my energy into building my, my product over there too. You know what I mean? At 100%. But that's part of where the beauty of the way that we've built the whole thing comes in, where because everything is open source, because there's this decentralized network behind it, there's this ability for someone to create, you know, odyssey2.com in a way that can interact with all of the existing content. So like 
the the, the existing sort of web 2.0 big tech kind of design is like creating these walled gardens. The idea is to create something like this area of exclusivity on uh, on the library network. Everything is like by definition sort of open in a way that's different. And so um, if Odyssey ever became evil and it's not going to become evil, right? That's at least as long as I'm running it, but you, you never know. You see, you never know how companies can evolve over the years, even if it's against my wishes, you know, I could get a brain worm or something and uh, turn evil. Um, all kinds of crazy things happen. Uh, that does happen. If people get these like crazy, uh, crazy, like braidagers, they become crazy people. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but the, the whole thing is designed, like I've designed the thing from the beginning that like, even if uh, this, this ever happened, you're not locked in in the same way. It's, 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 you know, it's like, think about how easy it would be if you are using Coinbase to use another service to manage your Bitcoin. It's not, you're not trapped in the same way. So there's all kinds of different clients and different things that can interact with the same underlying network. Right. And so there's not this ability um, for, for this thing to be yanked away from you. It simply can't happen in the same way. Right. No, I get that. And, and that's hugely important. Where, where did this brainchild come from and, and what year did you begin it? Uh, I, I first, um, I guess it was the end of, of 2014 or into 2015. Um, when I, I, the idea sort of first, uh, struck me, I was getting into Bitcoin and thinking about it more from a computer science perspective than a, a finance perspective and thinking what other things could you do with this kind of, uh, uh, database and it and it took some iterations and some other people got involved but um, we ended up uh, building what's um, what's effectively a decentralized identity system and catalog and payment system for all of digital you know for for all digital content um, so you, when you're publishing something to the library blockchain you have an identity on that blockchain you're creating a, a record on that blockchain about the fact that this content exists that record connects to um, a fairly traditional peer-to-peer -peer network like BitTorrent um, to, to uh, serve the actual content. And then the blockchain token can also be used to do rights management and to, to issue payments. Um, and so we've basically created uh, a sort of uh, uh, this sort of content marketplace, this content publishing system that's not owned or controlled by any one corporate entity. And it's not owned or controlled by us either. It's yeah, it's incredible. Um, I guess, what, what was the inspiration? Was it just witnessing what YouTube was doing and deciding that you wanted to go that route? Or was library more about um, just kind of having a, a different iteration of crypto type technology to be able to have data transfers and stuff? Yeah, I wish I could say I was um, I had this grand vision and I saw the, the YouTube uh, you know, writing on the wall five years ago. That's not that's not true. Um, we sort of when we the, the te and the technology in general really actually handles all kinds of, of um, files, right? Like as an example, the um, deterrence dispensed, the, the 3D uh, you know, gun firearm uh, group, uh, they use this protocol to distribute their, their files. Oh, nice. um, the, uh, but, but it was clear that video was like a, a real need. And we always thought video was going to be a primary use case, but we weren't thinking specifically like YouTube is, 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 um, the, a, a service that people are really upset with as we released the software and we saw all these people kind of coming on and coming from YouTube, we were like, we should, we should probably really be focusing on that. Right. Um, and now there's uh, we have, um, you know, people on our, uh, on our growth team uh, that were formerly at, uh, you know, TikTok and involved creating some of these uh, like large video companies. Um, and, and that's part of how the Odyssey brand has been, um, become so successful. I mean, right. Odyssey only came out in uh, September or October of last year, and it's doing, you know, 20 million visitors uh, a month. It's solidly in the top 5,000 of websites already. That's astonishing. Uh, you mean, you mean September of 2020? Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, did you ever imagine it could be that successful that quickly? Yeah. Um, I mean, so just library was being used by uh, a couple million people a month at that time, but no, we, it, to, to see the growth, like really like 10 X or ish, uh, in like a year, uh, yeah. it's definitely like, uh, not, not something I, 
uh, expected to happen quite that fast. And it's just, it's just continuing, you know, it's just like, it's just shooting up. So, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to, to continuing to build something great here. No, it's, it's a fantastic product. Like seriously, if you're listening and you haven't gone to Odyssey and, and seen what it is, please do. I mean, it is, it is remarkable what you guys have produced. I, I really think that it is superior to YouTube in a, in a thousand ways. And um, I hope, I hope that people will transition because I really think that we need, you know, decentralized uh, competition for their quasi monopoly to be able to continue to push forward with free speech concepts and things like that, that are now kind of <laughs> not allowed. Uh, so man, with, with library, is there another platform that is, uh, you know, like Odyssey that is even close to its magnitude or like, are there, I mean, other than, uh, deterrence dispensed, is there another primary use that it's, that's being utilized for? Uh, well, so the desktop client, uh, is also used by hundreds of thousands, maybe uh, millions of people. Um, wow. That and that's the um, that one you can use entire in the entirely decentralized way, where like it's not calling home to any of our servers. You know, um, you're using it in a in a in a in a peer to peer fashion. Um, so, do people uh, have to run? Do people have to run nodes to like be assisting in this network? Yeah, when you're running the desktop client, you're you're operating in the. Uh, in the network and Got then it. some, yeah. And then there's also nodes that can be run uh, separate from the desktop client, just as sort of like backend, just, just as like backend nodes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. How, so there's many, a, a lot of computers in that network. Yeah. I, I would imagine. Do you have any idea how many? Um, probably, uh, probably in the six, six digit worth of nodes. Okay. Um, wow. What a, what an amazing innovation <laughs> i'm blown away how many how many people did you have working on this and i mean from beginning to to now uh right now there's 16 people uh working full-time at the company but there's a lot more who contribute like there's more I than 100 imagine. yeah more than 100 people contributed code last year uh, everything we do is uh, is open source uh, so people can look at the code people can contribute to the code um we have a uh it's not our chat room. It's run by a, a separate community group, but uh, chat.lbry.org is a discord uh, chat with like, I think it's like 40,000 ish uh, people in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a huge, uh, huge group of people. Uh, I mean, that's, that's where all the growth has come from. It's people make memes and they make, uh, you know, videos. We put one up on our, uh, on our Twitter channel today. And it's just like, you know, these videos just get made by people who are enthusiastic about, um, you know, what we're doing, which has been really, really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I made a post yesterday that sent a, a little bit more traffic to you. So it's, uh, it, it speaks for itself. I think that your, your referral program is brilliant. It's exactly how, you know, PayPal and all these other guys got off the ground. Did you, did you model them in terms of, um, you know, what you were structuring it to do? Yeah. So we do, uh, it's one of the things I look at a lot actually is um, and I had a, I had a SaaS background before this so I had like software as a, a service. So building uh, quite a different market, but building software and sort of tracking, do people like using this? How are they using it is, is something I had experience doing before I started this company. And so I look at that. It's the most important thing I look at, honestly, when I'm trying to measure success is like what, how, how in a broad basis uh you know how are are people engaging are they coming back what's the what are the attributes of these kinds of people and then we look at how we we do give out the cryptocurrency so like when people create an account we'll give you some of the cryptocurrency to get started and uh, it's absolutely true that the people that get given uh get given the cryptocurrency do you know they do come back more often yeah. so well yeah. when i when i signed up and i saw how it worked i was like oh this is fucking genius i mean this yeah. is this is brilliant cuz it's like it's tying in everything that I, I would have envisioned, honestly, like it's, it's remarkable how you guys structured this thing. Cause it just seems destined for exponential growth from here on out. I, I really, I'm a true believer in this. Um, <laughs> well, th thank you. Yeah, thank no, I mean, and, and just so you know, a little bit of my background, I was a private money mortgage broker and I am an entrepreneur as well. So like when I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm checking all the boxes in my brain. Like, would I do it like this? Would I do it like this? And you guys are like, check, 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 check. <laughs> so, um, very impressive. I, I have no computer programming background whatsoever. So these, these are the types of enterprises that intrigue me the most because it ties in 
kind of a libertarian decentralized uh, framework with capitalism. And I'm an ANCAP. So this is like, this is perfect for someone like me. Um, is that is that your background as well? Uh, 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 yes. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, my, my background, well, I have a, I had a computer science and, and physics background in school, but I've, I've been an entrepreneur. I've also been sort of a, an organizer of, right. of like people or teams or groups as well before this. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm probably in a, in a philosophically pretty close place to, to where you are as, as well. Got very into economics, even though I didn't study it formally, and it certainly inspired you know a lot of the a lot of the design here. We're um, we're advised by uh, Alex Tabrock, uh, economist out of uh, GMU, part of Marginal Revolution. Um, nice. uh, yeah, super sharp guy, um, and he's been a huge help uh, to to our company. Are you guys Are you guys looking to? Uh, so you said that no one owns it. What What is the purpose of the advertisement revenue? Is that to help with the cryptocurrency exchange for, for people that are producing on Odyssey or what is the, the logic there? Yeah. So a, a lot, a lot of creators, I would say most creators are, are interested in having the ability to earn via advertising. Um, really? So all of this will be done uh, with uh, creator control. So you'll have options around like, do you want to allow monetization of your content? You know, what sort of rules do you want? Uh, for your content to be shown. So creators may say, I only want my content to be served, you know, if I'm earning a certain amount or if advertisements are shown. Creators might say, well, you can distribute my content for free, but if you're showing ads, I want at least 70% of the, you know, of the ad revenue or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is we'll, we'll be uh, allowing creators to specify the kinds of rules that they want to have around their uh, content. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, apps like Odyssey, uh, which may choose to uh, show ads, it's one of the ways that Odyssey can be a sustainable uh, uh, business, would do that in, in compliance with the rules that the, the creators have, um, have specified. Um, and we'll also always do it in a way where there will always be a way to opt out of ads. Um, one of, this is one of the most ridiculous things I think that they do. Uh, YouTube, you know, a lot of times watching an ad, what that's actually earning for the creator is less than a penny, a penny, two pennies, not a very large amount of money. Uh, and a lot of people would be happy to click a button to not watch an ad, you know, and give the creator uh, something. Uh, YouTube says the only way you can get out of ads is, you know, to pay us $10 a month, which you might not, you know, want to do to watch a couple of videos a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that is important. Um, so is, I mean, you guys are obviously as a capitalist, I'm interested in making sure that the people that are producing such a cool product get compensated in some way. Since you're saying you're not the owner, what, what, where's the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for you guys? No, so we own odyssey.com. That is something that my company Got owns. It. Got it. Okay. We do not own the library blockchain. We do not own the peer-to-peer -peer network. We do not own the content published to the network. Okay. When you, yeah, okay. Um, my company makes money through the cryptocurrency. Uh, so we do have some of the the uh, cryptocurrency, and that is part of the way that uh, my company makes money. And then we also plan to make money via Odyssey.com, doing some of the things that um, I'm talking uh, I'm talking about. And what what is the cryptocurrency called? Uh, library credits, uh, LBC. And what are they worth at this point? Uh, I think the price right now is a little under twenty cents, like eighteen or nineteen cents. Gotcha. Okay. Well then that, that makes sense. Is there, is there limited supply like Bitcoin or is it something that can continually increases in amount or supply? There, there, there will eventually be uh, a little over a billion and they're used to maintain, in addition to being used for payments, they're used to actually maintain the catalog. So you use a little bit of the token when you create an identity, you use a little bit of the token when you're creating an entry that corresponds with something that you've published. Uh, and then the coins can also be used to pay uh, to creators, to tip creators. Uh, and there's a, a staking system with the coins as well. So if you have your coins in your wallet, you can basically boost other creators or boost other content uh, with your with your idle coins. Yeah. So people can help support those that they like. Um, man, I'm sorry to just keep, you know, 
filleting, but this is just such a cool product. <laughs> it's re it's really neat. So let, now that we've we've explained the beauty of it and and what it's all about, and sorry if some of this was rudimentary, but as as someone who just recently got involved, I figured many of my listeners would not be familiar and be aware. So um, I I hope that you don't mind that we kind of did the basics here. Um, what what is the the issues that you've ran into with the SEC? Uh, can I ask? Uh, what are you allowed to talk about? And and is there anything we can do to assist? Yeah, sure. I'm I am I am allowed to talk about it now after not being allowed to to talk about it uh, for years. Uh, so mm -hmm. my company is facing a, a civil action, which means the SEC wants uh, money and wants us to take certain things. Um, uh, um, in a standard that uh, if if holds up. Um, would really be disastrous for the United States cryptocurrency industry. Mm. So it's the in the case of you know library and your content, the case doesn't affect your content. It doesn't affect the network. It's not going to affect this side of it. Um, but the SEC, the SEC basically wants to take uh, our cryptocurrency uh, and they want it to be uh, very heavily regulated when it's exchanged. So you know when you tip a creator, you've got to file all the paperwork. If you want to, if you want to build software on top of the library network you have to get a special license um oh to, because you yeah so this is what we've been fighting like we've been willing to give them money um even though we don't think we're doing anything wrong we've been willing to give them money uh but they've demanded a, a really ridiculous uh standard um and this is honestly one of many that's going to continue to to come um because right in, in this case there's no allegation of fraud there's no victim there's no one who's complained to the sec um they're basically saying that if a a not even a company it could just be an individual uh is uh holds a, a cryptocurrency while they improve uh the technology while they're making any kinds of changes to it or even just talking about it they said that by simply by maintaining you know a website that talks about it that we're trying to grow it and therefore it's a security it's like a really crazy standard uh, and you can see a lot of the sort of crypto cryptocurrency lawyers on Twitter, um, you know, saying the same thing, uh, talking about how it's a it's a very aggressive standard that they're advancing here. Man, well, that's that's tragic to hear. Is there do you do you feel confident that you'll prevail? Uh, I, I feel very confident for uh, us to win this case. I feel very even more confident for the future of the network. I feel like uh, it's that like can't be touched. Um, you know, courts have made crazy decisions um, in the past. So, you know, like I, I'll give an example of like uh, the Aereo case, uh, which is this case where they, the, this New York company was giving individual antennas for people and, and renting them out. Um, and that's a cable TV company, apparently. So, you know, courts, it depends. Courts can be crazy. Um, I think that this is, our facts are better than any other case that's been tried they're better than ripples um they're better than um really any case that we've seen happen but what you what, what we're dealing with is a 100 year old law that's written in a way that everyone's like who knows what this means right it's like it's nonsense it's how does this thing that is written to meet to apply to something you know completely not the modern design of a blockchain how does it apply and everyone's just kind of scratching their heads right like i paid lawyers ridiculous sums of, uh, of of money per hour to write and they regarded top lawyers in the space top 20 blockchain lawyers they they send you know they give me a, a memo of what to do and then we try to to follow it the sec is making it up as they go here sure right uh and and so you know now it's a uh, uh we'll have a and full credit to him, he seems like a sharp guy, but an 80 year old judge, you know, right. will have to attempt to learn all of this uh, and, you know, pass a judgment. And I mean, so certainly as someone who's um, who has like, you know, libertarian or ANCAP uh, inclinations, like, no, the fact that there's no victim here, you know, sure. uh, and this is it's, it's just the government trying to shut something down because they don't like it. Uh, and so it's it's very offensive. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited about the future of blockchain. I think it's such an empowering technology. I think it's, you know, it gives me more hope than, uh, you know, than just about anything. Uh, and I think that that's really what this is about is it's, it's, that's a, everything that's great about blockchain is scary to the kind of person who has the mindset of a regulator. 
right? Of course. Because so, I mean, they are trailing this technology and, and they're trying to catch up to it and slow it down too. And it's just like, it's, this is, this is our hope, man. Like, don't, don't rip this away from us. This yeah. is like, these are the products that can actually uh, free us from the yoke of big business that's in bed with government. And obviously they don't want that, that, that diminishes their power. So from my vantage point, these, this fight in particular, and these types of fights that are, that are happening every day now are, are really going to tell the tale of what our future looks like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so if you are, if you can take 30 seconds and sign up a petition, we have one at help lbrysavecrypto.com. There's also more information about the case on there. There's a video, there's a FAQ. Um, signing the petition does help show that like, you know, politicians can be spineless, but that's a, that could be a benefit here because a lot of people like blockchain. You know, this isn't popular. Most people like blockchain, right? Most people don't want big tech and wall street to be protected. Right. right. Which is, which is what's going on. Exactly. And so if politicians see that, you know, there is real interest from people, uh, you know, about this, it does make it, I think more likely that they'll, they'll do something about it. Okay. Um, but look, you know, it's, uh, this is not something that as much as I want people to sign the petition. So don't, don't, don't take uh, don't listen to this, go sign the pause, sign the petition and then listen to what I'm going to say. Uh, the, um, it's not an existential threat. Like the, the, the it's 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 going to slow down activity in the U.S. Like it's bad for, for the perspectives of like the future competitive of the U.S. to have a stunted blockchain industry. Like the tech's not going to stop. They're not going to be able to shut down people's ability to use the tech, you know, via these um, mechanisms. And I think actually over time, politicians are going to end up coming around because blockchain's only going to get more and more popular. Um, and I don't even, yeah, the the thing, here's the thing, like, like there's not actually a mechanism for government to have that strong of this self-preservational instinct against like, like politicians already don't understand the monetary supply. They don't understand economics. They understand how to adopt positions that get them elected, which is why they frequently take positions that are terrible from an economic perspective. So it's like, if people love blockchain, Politicians aren't going to ultimately care that it's a threat to the the United States uh, dominance of of financial exchange and the monetary supply and the financial system. Like then the politic like that politicians aren't going to like side with the the uh, the defense of those institutions over getting votes, right? Like if it ends up becoming a a sort of like populist versus. Right. That, that kind of, I don't know that maybe uh, you can call me uh, uh, naive or something. Feel free to push back against that. I don't think you're naive. I just think you're, you're more optimistic than me. I think that um, oftentimes their elections are more, are less democratic than we would like to admit and, and more a product of what businesses they're in bed with and what governments globally they're in bed with. So uh, I hope, I believe me, I hope you're right. And I hope, I hope that it's popularity is enough to sway them against the banking interests and the big business interests. It's, it's the fight of our lives. I really believe that. Like it's going, it's going to decide not just, I mean, certainly as you, as you said, it's going to happen globally regardless, but if you are interested in the continued success of our country that we exist in currently of America, uh, I think that it's vitally important that the American government get with the times and does not take this, overt antagonistic approach to cryptocurrency because ultimately the only way you deal with the debt that this nation has is to have explosive growth and as far as i'm concerned blockchain is that that new internet type potential of explosive growth and economic uh just tremendous increase so they need it and and if they don't if they don't realize it uh they'll pay the price so i think that we need to tie it into their own benefit like if you guys if you guys think that you're going to be able to sustain yourselves with this debt burden that we have uh nationally and have a very antagonistic approach to blockchain technology uh, you are you are digging your own grave and that's that's kind of my framing on it to try and get them to use their own self-interest to be like okay yeah we do need to be on the cutting edge with this stuff because if we don't do it china will or india will or whoever you know what i mean yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with you because and China is like China's opinion has 
shifted. They're much more favorable towards blockchain than they were in the past. As a funny consequence of this case, you know, we had uh, we now have four new exchanges that are active in China or the Asian Pacific region generally. And so it's like, you know, that's where they're going to end up driving the, the business and the innovation. It's not going to stop. It's just going to move out of America. Yeah, no, exactly right. So you get to decide, folks. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to be the leader or do you want to be the follower? And if you're into American exceptionalism, you better fucking get on board. Uh, so anyways, let's uh, let's pivot to the Free State Project of New Hampshire and what's your role there and uh, what's the the idea of it and what's the update as to progress? Yeah, so this is a this is a bit of a jump. I'd be a fan of you on Twitter. And, <laughs> you know, you're um, you're obviously headed out of uh, California and we've got something going on here in New Hampshire that I think is uh, is the future of liberty. I think it's the best strategy for achieving liberty that's honestly ever been tried, um, because at this point, uh, and I guess this is I don't, I'm not trying to like uh, I'm ultimately white pilled, so I'm not trying. But this is this is maybe a bit of a black pill or maybe it's a red pill. I don't know. Get my <laughs> pills mixed up. But like it, persuasion has failed, like this idea that someone is going to come along and be able to like express some presentation of libertarianism that all of a sudden 100 and 120 million people, however it takes, are going to like go in and, and vote. Right. And like, look, I love Spike Cohen. I love Dave Smith. I wish that this were possible. I wish that this were true. But like we've seen the best, you know, we've seen Ron Paul. We've seen others. You know, you're talking about getting to like five, 10 percent, 15 percent. Right. That we just had an absolutely tyrannical governments across the country doing some doing literally the most anti-liberty things I've ever experienced in my entire life. And By a mile. Yeah. But yes. And 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 people like clap their hands. We're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, OK. And <laughs> and like that. That's, the that's idea, pretty like, blackpilled, but uh, it's yeah. it's realistic. Well, well, well. But the thing is, there are enough of us. There are millions of us who do who did have who did see that happen. We're like, what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous. This is offensive. Right. And when millions of people share a set of values and share an idea, they frequently are able to uh, achieve what, what they want. Um, the idea of the Free State Project was to concentrate libertarians uh, in New Hampshire. Um, there's more than uh, 5,000 free staters explicitly uh, here. So you can think of a free stater sort of just like a libertarian in New Hampshire at this point. Uh, we think there's a lot more than 5,000 of us. Libertarians don't always like joining lists, um, but there's thousands that have moved with, with for, good reason <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, hey, come on come on i'm trying i gotta gotta get our numbers up right i don't need you driving them off of our list but uh, i get it i get it um uh but you know we're achieving massive political success you know we had the governor endorsing open secessionists we have dozens of people elected to the state legislature legislature right so we're getting more libertarians elected than the libertarian party is in a single state you know than they are across the country um, and like, I'm talking about like real hardcore, like <laughs> hardcore libertarians, right? Yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, we have some Twitter threads with like all the ridiculous, like le extremely pro-liberty legislation that's getting uh, passed. You know, we don't always have the microphone to get the news out there, but like we're, we, we killed vaccine passports. You know, we're, we're, we're cutting taxes. We're cutting the budgets. We're going to have the, what Corey D'Angelo called the most aggressively free school choice legislation in the entire country. It hasn't passed yet, but it's likely to pass, you know? So like, it's I, like, I feel like it's really happening. Um, and it's also an idea that makes more sense. Like there's enough of us, we can actually take over a state, you know, we can leverage federalism or other techniques and we can actually win, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and so, you know, and, and there's like a machine. It's like, I feel like I'm like part of a machine now, hundreds of people, thousands of capable people working together. There's like a political machine. There's like, there's entrepreneurial, there's all these like meetups. It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's, it's really awesome. No, I, I, I believe me, I'm a, I'm a fan. I just, I think that honestly, the, the degradation or the, the slope that the LP has been on has probably hurt you guys in a weird way. Um, because if you're, if you are Libertopia, you know, 
and and the LP is in this downward spiral from people like me's perspective. Um, it's just it's just hard to. I think you have to separate the LP from the success of the Free State Project and just realize that like they are not one and the same. But you have guys like Sarwak and whatnot that are are. Is he a participant in the Free State Project or does he just live there? He he is a participant. Well, I I believe yeah he's a participant in the in the Free State Project. I think I think just from my vantage point that has been, and I know this is not fair to you guys, so I don't take it personally. But the fact that he's a participant and he in my opinion, has worked against the success of the LP, just from my vantage point. This is my opinion. Yeah. Um, it has really it has really hurt my perception of what's going on out there. So I know that he's kind of on his way out. I don't I don't want to create antagonism between you and he, uh, but I am I am curious, is is his involvement in the Free State Project as detrimental to the Free State Project as it has been to the LP? And my, I know he thinks he's been a huge success. So I don't, I don't even, I know this is a very hot topic. So I'm, I'm yeah, trying not yeah. to get you well, in trouble here. Okay. So I'll try to separate like my, like uh, from the, like the Free State Project, we want to be welcoming from the Free State Project's perspective. And from my perspective, we want to be welcoming to as many types of libertarians of course. as possible. Yeah. Like, I, there's a, there's Nick says plenty of things that I would disagree with. I do think like Nick is ultimately a libertarian. Like I don't think he's a federal agent. Sure. Like I wish I, I, there are things that I wish that he did differently. And I was, I was part of the group that voted Noda in LP. Um, I mean, before this recent session, I think there had even been some, a little bit of animosity between the LP here and the free state project, because like basically all the libertarians stopped running with the libertarian party and started running as Republicans. Cause that's, we, there's some run as Democrats, most run as Republicans, but that we have been more, more success getting elected. Free staters having more success getting elected running, you know, in the other parties. And so the LP had actually gotten pretty small here. Um, it had kind of gotten taken over by what I would regard as the woke types. Um, but enough, um, you know, free staters and Mises caucus people came back. I think it's like very much not going to be, you know, embracing the woke libertarian messaging. The Free State Project isn't generally embracing the woke libertarian messaging. We're, woke libertarians are welcome. We're not like trying to be anti-woke libertarians yeah. moving here, but we're not, you know, we don't see that as central to what we're trying to do in our, our recruitment. That, that's my only concern is like, yeah. I am not, I am not like wanting to shun people who have been indoctrinated into the woke. Like by all means, if you're still a libertarian, like that's great. Um, I just am sick of having them run things and and message in a way that I feel is self defeating. Um, yeah, so. I can I can tell you also. So for, so here's the also this is important to understand. Like the organization is not the movement, right? We have even less control over free staters do than the Libertarian Party does over their average you know member. We don't even have members. People move here, they don't even talk to us. So like <laughs> the, the our budget is a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Like we're a small organization. We mo and that's part of why we, people don't even know about us. You know, it's like it's a lot of it's word of mouth, this peer to peer type communication. Uh, to the extent that the organization exists, it exists to try to get the word out, and it exists to have like basically like onboarding, help you move here, like learn about the state. We have materials. We'll introduce you to people, and and all this. So we try to make it. We try to make that that adjustment easier for you. I do really recommend that if you're coming for a visit to let us know because we can tell you to like oh you know what to like meet these people or to try check out these events sure. or whatever yeah um, I'll, I'll be doing that for sure yeah um that's more yeah for like for any, everyone right because we want i want everyone listening everyone listening's gotta no i know, gotta I, come I, here. know believe me just, just me going there isn't enough to, to decide, <laughs> so we need we need more well we need more of uh what you know one of the reasons i'd be really excited to have you move is we need more um effective communicators because the stuff that's going on here like the there's so much good stuff that's going on here. And a lot of the libertarians are, they're either like more politically minded or they're just, they're focusing inside of the state, you know, and people who have that more of that, like reach uh, and who can tell some of the stories of what's happening there. Cause it's like, there's crazy stuff happening here that like people don't even know about. Yeah. And I, and I don't even know about for the yeah. most part. I mean, I get bits and pieces from you periodically. Um, so I, I agree. I mean, there, there does need to be, uh, kind of a spokesperson that that uh you know gains traction and, and popularizes the concept even further than you guys already have and and you've done a good job so i'm not trying to 
diminish it. I'm just saying it would be nice to have, I mean, you need a propaganda arm. You need, you need yeah. people to get the, yeah. get the message and understand. So I'm not opposed to it, man. I believe me, like I've said, I'm going to do the tour of, of the country and, and see what feels best. Um, I'm certainly very interested in the free state project because uh, as an entrepreneur and as someone who's going to have a lot of capital to invest, I would like to get involved and get to know people that are on the cutting edge of, of blockchain technologies. And, and I want to, I want to get involved and I want to be, you know, a part of the growth of what I believe could be our greatest salvation, which is decentralized technology. So um, yeah, it, it's, I don't think it's going to take a lot of sales uh, to get me interested. It's just going to be a matter of, is it the best that I find? Cause I'm going to be looking everywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I hope it will be. Yeah. Uh, well the, not that I, I don't want to compete just on, on, on being the best. Cause I think we, I think we can win on that front. It's <laughs> it's, but it's also like, like what's the trend? Like what's the possibility? Like in terms of how things like play out given, given ongoing trends. Cause to me, it's like, what, what are my hopes? I mean, we've got like startup cities in Honduras and shit. Like maybe that's going to pan out. Like right. <laughs> I'm not like seasteading. I don't know, man. Like that doesn't feel like that's happening in my lifetime. I'm all for it. I hope they keep experimenting. Sure, like sure. I don't think I'm going to be like living on a platform, uh, you know, uh, in the next couple decades, you know? And so it's like co concentration, like having that conscious, like concentration of, of people who believe in Liberty, like, that feels like a way more possible strategy, you know, I totally than, agree than, than anything else. I totally so, agree. You know, so Texas, it's like libertarians aren't taking over Texas. No. There's 30 million people in Texas. Right. Like, you know, they just banned Gab or whatever. Uh, the, you know, the Republicans guess, can't even take over Texas almost. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, definitely the LP is not gonna. No, I agree. I, I'm, I'm just trying to, to motivate people to um, congeal or galvanize into a single area so that we can work towards, uh, you know, if not a formal secession, at least uh, one philosophically. I, I think that it's it's vitally important given the trajectory of of the federal government and and many state governments uh, in in America at this point. So uh, I'm I love the idea. I, I love the idea, and I I think that it may be it may very well be our best hope. And I'm not I'm not dismissing that as as a potential truth like it, it the free state project may be the future of freedom in america so um i just i need to see it firsthand to to know you know what i mean totally totally i'm not I, i'm not asking you to, to to buy now actually our real request is just for people to come and visit and check it out because it's like you can't really know what something's like if you come and experience it and having that experience is is way more valuable so if you found that if you think there's even like a five percent chance sure. that what i'm saying is true this is not just for you it's for for the listeners like Five percent chance what I'm saying is true. I would say come out, come out for a visit. Well, if you want me to get involved in library, you could really up your chances. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a great uh, to the black. The I'm happy to meet people who come out. If you're entrepreneurial or if you just want to meet me and you come out, absolutely send me a message. Um, the blockchain community is great. We have the longest running blockchain meetup in the entire world. You know, wow. People were buying Bitcoin here in 2012, 2013. Is before I lived here actually, but um, I we have screenshots of all the old tweets i mean vitalik uh, uh vitalik uh, buterin yeah. came to pork the inventor of ethereum came to pork fest when he was conceiving of ethereum and like toured and talked to him and eric Voorhees, who is also uh, a free stater you know you've right. got Ravencoin, anypay library like it's um uh, a bunch of people from uh, there's like an investment blockchain investment firm yeah, there's a the the community's deep i would imagine has anybody from the Free State Project made it big and been able to bankroll you guys? Uh, there are uh, there are some some people who give uh, some generous donations to okay. to the project. Because um, that's all those are. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's not public, and I'm not asking for details. I'm just saying it would be nice if because I know libertarians and ancaps were involved early on in crypto, whereas I was not because I was an old money guy. Um, it would be nice to see them using some of this newfound wealth to, to propagate and propel these ideas. So I hope, I hope that people that uh, were at Porkfest five years ago that are now billionaires are, are at least throwing a couple bucks you guys way. 
Uh, I agree. Uh, all free staters and non-free staters listening, if you're rich off of crypto, please um, <laughs> um, please give it to the most effective cause. Yes. FSP.org slash donate. You know, we accept um, a variety of cryptocurrencies on that on that page. You can donate anonymously if that's your preference. And I, I think this is this is the smartest thing I've heard said in some time, weeks or months, uh, that, that this cryptocurrency should be donated to us. So, so very wise. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I'm just brilliant like that. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I mean it seriously. Like if you're, I know, I know everyone's, you know, they have their own self-interest and things like that. But even if it's just for your own self-interest, like we need to support the movements that support what we want to see for our own self-interest in the future. Because if you don't, um, if you're just concerned with, you know, building your, your own personal compound, uh, I think you're not going to enjoy the future that we enter. So that that's been the purpose of my show is to try and both arm people intellectually, uh, but as well, you know, as well as uh, financially, career-wise, investment decision-wise, trying to get people to to build themselves up so that they can then actually start to participate in the growth of the future that we need to see. So, um, I love I love the Free State Project for that reason. I, I think that that's probably going to be the most appealing thing when I'm there is to be around people that are actually growing something like it's not enough to want to destroy and tear down the state you have to be able to work on growing the future you want to be a part of so i'm glad that you guys are doing that thanks yeah yeah and i look <laughs> forward to uh to meeting you in, in in person in the near future absolutely brother it'll probably be around august so i'll, I'll keep you posted um you can follow him it's at jeremy kaufman k-a-u-f-f-m-a-n on twitter um it, should i give any other handles i'll, I'll just let you go for it Sure. Uh, follow Free State Projects on Twitter, Free State uh, NH. Uh, follow Library on Twitter, LBRY.com. Um, you uh, follow uh, Liberty Lockdown on Library. So go to yes. uh, go to Odyssey.com. Type in Liberty Lockdown. Follow that. That's the most important one. Uh, is to 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 start using. If you if you're somehow still on YouTube and you're listening, geez, at this point you have to go over um, and 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 follow there. That's the that's the number one thing to do. Let me let me explain to people too that. If you're a creator, um, you can you can have all of your uh, what's it called your portfolio of videos, <laughs> just for lack of a better word, uh, c- catalog. There you go. You can have your entire catalog mirrored, like instant, not instantly, but very very rapidly. They they ported over all thirty plus of my my episodes that I've done on YouTube. Uh, I was blown away by the usability, the ease of use. Uh, I just think it's a tremendous product. So please please get involved and please support. The people that are are creating the products that that you want to see in the world. So, thank you so much for coming on, Jeremy. It was a blast. Thanks, Clint. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. World premiere. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood left these lyrical fappening A typo with Luke might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm a shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government, just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip a 59 Miles to Ray showed that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get them off the fucking throne If you ride with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Let's get into the show.